0: I don't particularly like the term cure because you don't cure autoimmunities. Uh, People are in post-traumatic stress zone, you don't necessarily get them 100% out of it, but you can improve them enough most of the time to where that person normal life. And so I I, I don't like the term cure, but obstacles to cure, you'll get it as I go through this. And obstacles to cure are the things that you may not think about or the doctor may not think about uh, when they're, when they're uh, working with a patient and they haven't looked for those obstacles to cure they may not realize that's what's sabotaging their small intestinal bacterial overgrowth approach or their functional medicine approach to polycystic ovarians or whatever it is because there are certain basics so the book was called back to basics it was written a long time ago but the reality is is i just looked at a case yesterday the polycystic ovarian syndrome case. The case has been sitting there for a couple of years. I got the opportunity to look at it. We, it was clear that two major basics were skipped on this case. And we went back to apply the first basics. And four days later, this patient came to me and said, I've had my first period in two years. Didn't know I had it, walked in the ladies room, it was there, it wasn't painful, it's there. And she had already been through functional medicine procedures without having had a change because that practitioner skipped the basic for lack of a better term. So we're gonna start with that today. In my my world, the basics are handled in a consultation. I do consultations. I think functional medicine practitioners who don't do consultations and take every patient that walks in the door probably may be doing patients a disservice because there are some patients who just aren't going to work and you're gonna find out who some of them are right now. Some of the time it's because those patients have conditions that have gone too far. They just, they're taking too many medications. I mean, I've had people come in here taking 20 minutes. We'll talk about medications when we talk, when we walk through the history and how those play into functional medicine being successful or unsuccessful and where that line is drawn. And um, so basically, there are there are a lot of things that will stop a person from getting well, though, other than their poor physical condition or their 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 physical condition that maybe is beyond the help of natural remedies being able to recruit their physiology better. So uh, this is the very first part of what we're going to call the therapeutic order as we walk through this. I've I've always tell my patients functional medicine should be a very orderly procedure. Okay, it shouldn't, when you start feeling like you're going, somebody says they're practicing functional medicine and they feel like they're like throwing spitballs at the wall or they came back from a seminar this weekend and they're going to try this on you this weekend, um, that's not a good sign, okay, because you, it, that shouldn't be the way that it is. So the therapeutic order starts with removing obstacles to care. Now, some of them are going to be actual physiological obstacles, and I'm going to start with those. And other are going to be obstacles that um, you might not have thought of, some might insult some of you, <laughs> but, but I'm just gonna tell you that there, that I've done doing this a long time, we get pretty consistently successful results, but we do screen our patients. When I say our, 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 our results uh, are, 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 are consistently excellent and, and we have a high success rate, it is because we screen out these obstacles to cure. And I don't turn people away, but if these obstacles to cure are there, I definitely let them know that they're there and this is why they might fail. And if they decide to do the program, that's fine. But if they fail, just uh, this is gonna be why you fail, and then it's up to them whether they wanna do the program. Or not. So I'm not heartless, but I do let them know ahead of time that, that they need to change. So here's some obstacles to, uh, to cure that you, I'll start off with things you might be more familiar with. Like those of you who are in the alternative world, a lot of you uh, are, stud- are in the alternative world because doctors watch this, but also uh, are, are, are well-versed in the alternative world. We're gonna talk about that in a minute online. Um, one is, uh, I'll start off with something kind of pretty obvious that a lot of people know, but maybe not so obvious, like dental. A lot of times when you go into a, uh, like a functional medicine practitioner's office, we, we don't always have a good relationship with dentists or we don't always uh, have a dentist that's in our office or, or those types of things. I myself, for those of you who don't know, I have a lot of this. I've had fibrom- well, I have fibromyalgia, peripheral neuropathy, chronic celiac, and I can go on and on. 11 concussions, so you can look at all the other stuff that we've done and I talk about that. So, I, But I've been through this. And I've had infections in your mouth that are undetected. Um, they can really, really sabotage a case. So if you're looking on, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, you're online and you're looking online and you're taking this supplement for that and that supplement for this and this diet and, all, and it's not getting better. A lot of things I'm going to talk about today are going to be the reason. One of the biggest things is uh, dental infections. Um, I, I had it myself, like everything else, and it took us a while to get rid of it because I didn't want to get my tooth extracted because I have a lot of autoimmunity. A tooth extraction can set off autoimmunity, I didn't feel like setting things off because I was in pretty good shape at that time. Once I got the infection under control, it helped my my pain to go away. So so knowing about dental issues, we're gonna talk about the metal aspect of dental issues in a future segment. Uh, heavy metals is a very controversial thing. I think we have a very unique take on it that is correct because of what we've seen. Not all, heavy, not all people have to have the, the, the mercury, but dental infection can be a real bugaboo so uh, we have everybody fill out you know part of our history is is what's going on with your dental stuff if those people have that we are going to insist that they go to their dentist either while we're doing this or before we start if it looks like they have dental infections another huge one this is so big i can't even tell you it is called sleep apnea so for those of you who just rolled your eyes stop okay because we're going to a lot of these things are going to cross as we talk over, over the period of this year. Um, we're gonna talk about basics of physiology that need to be established for you to get well. We're gonna talk about oxygen. We're gonna talk about blood sugar. We're gonna talk about essential fatty acids. We're gonna talk about them extensively in a separate, in a separate series uh, talk. So um, so basically sleep apnea is enormous. If you have, so, so you need oxygen, blood sugar, and proper essential fatty acids as, as core base. Of being a human being. I mean, if you don't have those things and a few other things, you've kind of left nature. And I'm not. And again, I'll get into it uh, uh, more thoroughly in another presentation. But but oxygen is oxygen. If you have cold hands, you have cold feet, you have a cold nose. If you uh, you know if your te- feet are turning blue when you change positions, if you have fungus on your feet, um, a lot of these things indicate that you don't have enough oxygen getting into your body. We actually test people for. Our, tissue perfusion here. We test their fingers to see if they're t- if they're getting enough oxygen in there. And this is not the 98 percent oxygen that you get when you go to the hospital. And they go, oh, your oxygen's really good. It, it's it's got to get from your lungs. It's got to get into your fingers, your toes. Let me tell you, if you don't have enough oxygen in your fingers and your toes and your nose and if you're cold all the time and you sleep with socks on and, and you got fungal infections on your toes because you're not getting enough oxygen in your toes for your immune system to work. It's gonna be hard for you to get better because oxygen creates energy in your mitochondria. Mitochondria create homeostasis and you need that for your supplements to work. You need that for your brain to work. Your brain takes 60% of the oxygen you take in. So we're gonna talk a little bit about cigarettes and stuff like that. And cigarettes like drain like, what percent of the oxygen that you do take in from your brain. Oxygen is critical. If you have sleep apnea though, this is like the big bad oxygen killer. If you have everybody, and, I, and I, it's amazing. I, until one of my colleagues told me about this, it was just like the light went off in my head, so I started interviewing my patients with Leap Apnea. 70% of my patients said some variation of, well, someone told me at one time I might have sleep. But, you know, I never really checked it. Well, who's that someone? Well, it was my husband, it was my wife. And they say I snore. And uh, sometimes it seems like I, I <laughs> yes, she has, used to. It was a husband and a wife and she turned her husband. Said, I told you, you stop you stops breathing. I have to shake you to see if you're still alive. People, if your wife is doing that or your husband's doing it, you have sleep apnea. Or at the very least, you need to go get it checked. And if you have sleep apnea, it is hard to get a chronic better. So if we have a person that has sleep apnea, they are going to get checked. Or if they have signs of it, they're going to get checked. If we if we test their perfusion and it's like one tenth of what it should be, they're going to get checked. But most of them <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, I've been diagnosed with it." Are you wearing your CPAP? Well, it's a pain. It's this. It's that. It's all that type of thing. Okay. Well, we're not going to treat that. Why? I because you're not because well you know not to be crass but in this office insurance won't cover me, okay? So our people are paying out of the pocket, you know, their hard-earned dollars. I, I happen to think they deserve to get a response for it. Well, they're not getting get a response if they're not getting oxygen anywhere in their system. So we will have people go and get checked. We will have people start using their sleep apnea. Just for the record, uh, our observations seem to sync with what the research shows out of there. Only about 30% of people who have CPAP machines use them. I get it. I get it. I get that they're a pain in the butt. But let me just tell you, quick, quick story. That one gentleman in here not that long ago. Uh, came in here. He came here. We're in Reno. He came here from uh, Idaho. Uh, drove all the way down here. He had sleep, ap- not sleep, ap- He had dizziness. He had severe vertigo. It's severe balance problems. And he had peripheral op- And he and and he drank. <laughs> and he, uh, to his admission, and he smoked. And, um, and he was a totally compliant patient. He would do anything we told him to do, except use a CPAP. So finally, he was getting better with what we were doing, but we hit a wall and, and I said, you know, we may as well stop right now because I don't think we're... He got on a CPAP, because he, he was like, he's a Seuss. He was like, okay, he gets on a CPAP. He caught, and now he's back in Iowa. He calls me three days later and goes, Doc, I think, I think we're done. I, was, I thought maybe he was mad at me because he wasn't gonna be able to get on a CPAP. His dizziness was gone, his vertigo was gone, and his peripheral neuropathy was better. Now, I'm using an extreme example, okay? But I'm just telling you, I'm using that example to say, we had already done a lot of things to him. He had already improved a lot. His vertigo had improved, his balance had improved, but it was coming and going still. His peripheral neuropathy had improved maybe 40%. By the time he was done, it was gone because you started getting oxygen into the distal areas. Our big area is your brain. We need it to get into your brain. If your hands are cold and your feet are cold, you're not getting circular. Oh, and you know, that could lead to things like Alzheimer's, like that, but in our world, we just need you to get, we need oxygen for you to get better. And so does everybody else. You start thinking about some of the reasons that maybe you're you're trying all these things online and they're not working. This is what we're gonna be talking about all year. I mean, why can't you tell me how to get better? You're, you're holding back on me. You're not telling me. Well are you one of the people out there who's been diagnosed with sleep apnea and you're not using your sleep machine? How do I know that? So I can't be giving you a Lyme. So, okay, so sleep apnea. Now, there's another thing called biotoxins. This is kind of, a, this is kind of an interesting area. This is Lyme disease. And if you wanna see our take on Lyme disease, you can look, we have several presentations online about Lyme. This is, uh, this is brown recluse spider. This is mold, okay, like watery buildings and things like that. This is wisteria. Have you been eating seafood? Those are things that are kind of in the gray area. They, they do have an effect. If you have those, Um, they do need to be dealt with. I had one, I had one lady who uh, had fibromyalgia and we were doing everything with her and she'd get better and she didn't get better and she'd get better and she didn't get better. And then, and then we found out that she was in an apartment where she was sleeping um, uh, on the other side, of the wall where she was sleeping, with her head against that wall, was a huge transformer, <laughs> electrical transformer. And uh, we thought, and so there's there's those of you the electrical guys out there, and that there's a wide spectrum of you out there. Okay, um, that that's all of these things are important. I think in and of themselves, each one of them has been overplayed. And don't start throwing things at me, the Lyme patients out there. Look at our Lyme presentation. But they all do need to be addressed because these will create chronic issues with you that are going to stop a lot of the things from, from getting better. Um, biotoxins we call them, uh, they, they can, they, by and large tend to get better through certain protocols that can be done. But those protocols in and of themselves are a little bit more like for that lady it was move and she moved all of a sudden she got better. For people who have um, the mold, they gotta get the mold taken out of their out of their uh, homes. And the vast majority of the time, that'll do it without getting too heavy into things. Um, the uh, wisteria, stop eating seafood, and uh, <clears throat> the lime, we have a whole presentation on that. So these are some of the obstacles to cure that, um, um, these are some of the obstacle cures that are more physiologically based, okay? And those are, the obstacles to cure that most people can really kind of grasp onto and go, okay, that makes sense. I'll do that. Well, I don't have a dentist in here and I don't have people who do uh, certain things like re- relative to uh, some of these other issues. So, so we send them out. Um, an obstacle to cure could be if the person comes in here and they are in severe post-traumatic stress syndrome and they're getting ready to jump off the, that is a little bit more, than herbs, botanicals, and even functional neurology. We do functional neurology here, treatment. Okay, and that we use it primarily to get people's chronic stress responses under control and their post-traumatic stress syndrome under control. And if I had to put it on a scale of like zero to 10, zero to eight, we can probably handle, but once it starts gets to like nine and eight, nine and 10, People have a bad day, they, they might want to commit suicide. And we've had these people. So, so I don't think I'm just talking out of line here or that this is theory. We've been doing this for a long, long time. And uh, those people, we actually have other other people, practitioners. We have functional psychiatrists that we work with. We have uh, we have a clin- amazing clinical hypnotherapists that we work with. Some people don't want to do clinical hyp- Some people don't want to do hypnotherapy, okay? I get that, that's fine, we have two other ladies that uh, one does EMDR, uh, which is a counseling with with some neurological components, and another one who basically is a talk. And and we'll use them while we're doing this. If people are in counseling when they come in here, like the two people that came in yesterday who uh, went through some horrendous, some horrendous trauma, um, that makes me feel better because that's going to help. So this is another potential um, obstacle to cure that person comes in here and they're that much, and I, I, I'm not gonna, I, I gotta get through this without a drug. Or no, I'm not gonna go to a counselor. Or I, I, I get it, if you don't believe in hypnotism, that's okay with me, I, it's okay. Um, I, I think I'm very difficult to hypnotize from what I understood, because I tried it. But I've seen miraculous results with, with, with so many of the people. And I'm sure, the, I'm sure the, the skill of your practitioners. But these are the things that, that these are things we do in here every day. And these are things that we have to consider on everybody. These are complex cases. So these are the physiological abnormalities that could interfere with the ability of a functional medicine practitioner who's trying to get your physiology to work properly with lifestyle changes, with dietary changes, with getting rid of foods that you're allergic to, with hopefully targeted appropriate uh, interventions of, of uh, uh, um, uh, bot- botanicals and, and, nutri- and um, neurotransmitters. So, you know, your, your, your physiology can only, you know, you, you have to have the physiology to be able to recruit it, to get it to respond as part of the sabotaging you online. Um, so those are, those, are, those are the big ones in that area. I do uh, consultations with people to pull all of that out of them. We actually are gonna go over our history the next time. And and, and don't miss that. It is not boring. Our history is 18 pages long and I'm gonna walk with you through a history. I'm gonna grab a file here and walk through it and tell you how a person should walk through a history. I think it'll open your eyes. We'll talk about history taking, how it's become obsolete, why that's a disaster, why it's even more important with the patient population. Now, some of the other obstacles to cure that may not be as obvious to you. Again, if I have a person coming in here, my goal is to determine if this person has the types of conditions that we have uh, helped consistently and is it gonna be worth it for them to come in here and do what we ask them to do. And we have signs all over the place. We didn't say it was gonna be easy. We said it was gonna be worth it. And so, so there are other things that I'm trying to tease out. Now, these are things that you may wanna tease out on yourself as you're combing the internet and listening, a million different opinions on um, heavy metals or a million different opinions on Lyme or a million different opinions on leaky gut. Does it exist, does it exist? can you? But these are more important than even, even you know, trying to figure that out. First thing is differing expectations. If a person comes in here and we have a, we have a sheet that we ask people, so what's your expectations? And if they go, my expectations are be perfect, my expectations are that I'm gonna become a world-class skier and that I'm gonna shoot par golf and that I'm going to uh, write a book and that I'm gonna do that. Most people coming here are pretty ill. I'm not saying you, people can't go back to doing wonderful things again. Our goal is to stop the downward progress and reverse it to the degree that is humanly possible in that person. A lot of our people aren't going to be able to get perfect. If they say they're gonna to wanna to be cured, they're not gonna be cured. If you're one of my patients, you've come here after you've tried everything This and this is where I'm going to help you to evaluate the everything else that you're trying before you get here. Because I think the estimates are that half the country is gonna be diagnosed with chronic by the year 20. That's 160 people. So we're trying to help you out. And so, so differing expectations. If, if a person comes in with those expectations, I might say, look, here's what I think we can do. Looking at your history, understanding by that time, your exam findings, here's my realistic expectations. If theirs are different than mine, then you know I, I won't discourage them from not doing it if they're like. But but it makes it hard, and I just I just have them. I literally I'm signed something saying I told you these are my expectations. Because what happens is most of our patients get better, and then they and they go like I wanted to be perfect. Um, that's a problem, okay? Because because it, 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 and I, and I know there's a positive mental attitude group out there i'm positive mental health, okay but you have to understand realistic uh, 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 limits uh, even functional medicine has its limits okay and you have to realize that non-supportive spouse this is one of my favorite one i i'm sitting here i'm at my desk and there's two chairs across from me, okay from behind these cameras and uh, <laughs> my favorite consults by far are when the husband because the husband usually doesn't want to be here the wife's usually dragged them in not always but Seventy-five, eighty percent of the time, at least, and and, and I'm asking a husband questions, and he's going no, and the wife's over there going, oh yeah, you do that, oh yeah, you do that. So 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 that's actually a good that's actually a, a good thing. That's a supportive spouse, believe it or not. Even though even though it's usually the woman irritating her husband, and occasionally vice versa. Um, those are fun, and I get the most data out of them because that spouse is actually and they actually want that to get better, but. I get the opposite. i'm over here and it's usually the woman is 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 the patient and usually i'm like you know we're walking through and i'm talking about your fibromyalgia and how there's a chronic stress maybe in your life and maybe you're in post-traumatic syndrome and maybe you've got an autoimmune problem and maybe you have food sensitivities maybe one of those food sensitivities is gluten and then the guy pipes up well you know what we're not we drink three martinis a night and we and and we're italian and we're not going to quit our pasta and all that type of stuff like and sometimes it's not that obvious. Sometimes the gentleman, and it's rarely the woman. Sometimes it is. I'm not being sexist here, guy, But uh, but it's usually the, it's usually a guy. And if, or if the guy's sitting there and he's like, "Give me one of those," I'll just look at him and say, even if he's a big guy. <laughs> and I don't know if you can tell, I'm a little guy. I'll, I'll say, you know, that's not a good sign. That that actually. Will sabotage and do because if I'm trying to get that spouse, and again, this is this is a business. People are coming in here and paying for the service. You know, if I'm trying to get that spouse, to, and you got to cook. If I'm trying to get that spouse to eat a proper diet, I, I find out that the, that her the four worst foods in the world for her to eat are her husband's four most famous foods. He doesn't like alternative practitioners. He's still in the medical model, which I'm not against. Okay, but you, you know what I'm saying here. Um, that's a sign for disaster. That is an absolute sign. Um, that is, so that's a, that's an obstacle to cure. Another obstacle to cure is, um, and, and, and I don't mean this to discourage any of you from coming in, okay? But an alcoholic who is drinking, they come in. Okay, not an alcoholic who has quit six months ago, a year ago, 30 years ago, or anything like that, okay? But here's been my experience. Um, with, with, with maybe two exceptions, um, it's hard. This program, it's already hard to get better. And so now you're, 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 you're having to change your diet. Now you're having to change your lifestyle. Maybe you're having to go to actually go to sleep at, a, at, a, at an hour. Maybe I've asked you to go, you know, go take a walk 20 minutes. And oh, by the way, you gotta stop drinking. That's a tough one. Now I, I don't have a problem when people have to stop smoking, okay? When people have to stop drinking, it's a big deal because drinking affects your cerebellum, affects your gut, it's an antiseptic. antiseptic, antiseptic. It's, it, it screws up your intestines, it screws up your stomach. I think I already set up your blood sugar. It can ultimately cause pernicious anemia. It, it can cause certain types of peripheral opathy. Usually it's part of the problem when the person comes here. Inevitably, the person who begs me says, I'm gonna stop, inevitably they stop, and they go through two or three or four months worth of, of care, and they're wonderful, and life is good, and they're kicking up their heels, and they feel great, and, they're, and their symptoms are going away, and then they do. So for those of you who are actively maybe over imbibing, it's better to take care of that first before you get on to this. And for those of you who are saying, why are you telling me this? I'm looking online. Well, guess what? If you're looking online you're and you're drinking excessively, okay, you're drinking more than four drinks a day, every day, uh, then than you're drinking through. Look, you can change your diet, but guess what? That, that alcohol is screwing up the inside of your intestine. So you got permanent leaky gut, you're trying to fake your gut, you're, you're you're developing new food sensitivities to the new food you're eating, your supplements aren't getting broken down, they're not getting utilized. It's a big problem. And, I'm, and, and these are the things that I see. This is real practice, okay? This is like, this is the real, where the rubber meets the road practice. This is what comes in here every day. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Uh, so, non-supportive spouse, drinking, different expectations. Um, present day unresolving stress. Now we already talked about, we already talked about, you know, if somebody's like, like a, a zero to eight, we can probably handle it here. Uh, if it's like a nine or a 10, we're probably going to recruit other people in. If they're resistance to including other people, that's a problem. But if you are in, in a present moment stress, if you are if you and, and the stress is, is what I perceive is causing part of your problem or a lot of your problem after I do the interview, um, that's a difficult one. A good example is this like two people are in a massive divorce. Financially, they can't get out of it. Maybe they're even still living in the same house, or they're in a a uh, let's say they're in a legal battle and they're going to they're talking to attorneys and they're in that their deposition. Nothing is going to calm that down because that is an act of restim. And those folks, I will tell, stop. Let's not do this until that's resolved. So if you're like that and you're hoping that pills and supplements and the stuff you learn online, there can be some herbs and botanicals that you can get online. It certainly can take the edge off of that. But that physiology, if you want to know, you look at one of our, you can look up uh, powerhealthtalk.com. You can look at I, I think we got one on like stress and autoimmune, and stress and chronic pain. In fact, I'm certain we have several of them. You can, you can look at that and you can see why. This might be a reason that you're sabotaging it. I mean, I, you're out there, you want me to tell you how to get better. We have me talking about uh, something like irritable bowel syndrome. You can go and look at that and see why you're not gonna get better what you do if you are in at that moment. And there's a lot of other things. I saw this a lot during the uh, recession. People were losing their homes or, you know, that was a cycle. That was a long cycle. People were losing their businesses. They were losing their houses. It was horrible, 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 horrible. And it was just like gut writing, but there was nothing that, that we were gonna be able to do for them until, until that stress was at least, until the cause of that stress was at least resolved. And then there, it comes down to a level where we can help. where we can help the. People come in with a model that conflicts with ours. So look, functional medicine, I don't know what you've been told, okay? But functional medicine is not about giving you an urban botanical for everything you have. It's not about just getting on the autoimmune paleo diet. Okay. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, 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 about systems. It's, it's, I I, I just had a great case. Oh my goodness. And this lady can't, Reno was kind of the alternative Mecca of the universe back in the seventies, because uh, we were the only place in the United States. I mean, we had divorce and uh, we had prostitution and we had gambling. So why not have alternative medicine, right? So that's, so we had, we had free reign here. People were coming here from all over for cancer treatments and layotrill and things. So we got a chance to uh to uh to, to really see a lot of the different models here and and uh so we we've we we've been around at this for a long time and, and, and we and we understand like what all the different models are. Functional medicine those all of the models that developed at that point in time were kinda like let's take the medical model and make it a, a template for the alternative model. And that was Okay, we're gonna use this supplement for that, we're gonna use this supplement for that, and, and that's not what this is about. That is for people from 100 years ago, which we're gonna talk about. Autoimmunity has changed the game, dramatically, drastically, and our society is massively stressful, and that has changed. Both of them, more autoimmunity has changed the game. And but I have a lot of people who are still coming in with the old model. I'm online, I come in, I've got 15 supplements, I'm already doing what you told me to do, I'm already gonna, you're gonna use those supplements, I'm already doing it, why, why, why is this not gonna work? We, have to, we start off with that, and then if that person actually decides they wanna do care, despite my warnings, having a alternative model is, is for me, this is now a for me thing, uh, makes it challenging. And, and it may make it challenging for you if you're looking online and you're still using that model, but you have an autoimmune problem or you have a chronic problem that requires you to address system. I, I have a case right now that miraculously is continuing to improve. And she, when we just got all of her updated blood panels the other day, and she was in shock that her thyroid was better and her blood sugar was better and her inflammatory markers were down and all that. And I was in shock, but I wanted to say, you could have had this a longer time ago and we could have you much better in this now if every time I told you what to do, you didn't go online and then research it and then come back and then questioned me on it. And then because you didn't think you, that, that my model was correct, you went and took eight other supplements in the meantime. And then that screwed up everything I was trying to do. And then we had to go back three weeks. So so it, it's, it's a frustration that I didn't used to have to deal with like years ago because nobody just believed in what we did. They came in here desperately. They did what we asked them to do. And, and actually it was a lot easier back then, but now people are educated. One of the things we're gonna talk about is people being educated maybe in the wrong things, but coming in with a different model or entering into an investigation, your research online without the background, the full background of understanding what you're getting into and, and you not realizing that you need more of a background to understand what the new model should be going on out now. And I don't say this cavalierly, I came along this way. I mean, I used to do here's your blood sugar diet, here's your muscle test, here's your supplement. I did that back in the '80s, and and it worked for some people. Okay, I get it. But this is a different world now. And so, and so, uh, so so the model of functional medicine, you need to be a you need to understand the chemistry of the brain. You need to understand the chemistry of the gut, how the gut chemistry affects the brain, how the brain chemistry affects the gut. You need to understand hormones. You need to understand hormonal chemistry. You need to understand why hormone replacement therapy should never be done before you've tried everything else. You need to understand that when you have a period that's off, it isn't about just going in there and getting estrogen therapy or shots of progesterone or horse or, you know, type of stuff like that. You need to understand that you need to look at your stress hormones first, your gut first, your liver first, your blood sugar first. Um, and, 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 and you need to understand, well, how do you understand that? You, you, you need to be an endocrinologist. You need to be a gastroenterologist alternative. You need to, this is what functional medicine is supposed to be. I'm always, no, don't get mad at me out there, functional doctors, I'm just saying. That. I'm always a little suspect of a functional medicine doctor who specifies, I I treat diabetes only. You can't treat diabetes, because diabetes, usually by the time a person comes in here, they've already tried so many things. So they've already, I, you know, and that person comes in here, we just have one we release. When she came in, she was on uh, metformin and Lantus, and um, she was on two insulin. She's off of that, okay? And she's lost her weight, and she's happy. Vertigo is her balance. So, so that's the patient that shows up in here. And to do that, you need to understand there's bacteria in your gut that could be altering. Your, your your blood sugar. That there are stress mechanisms that could be altering your blood sugar. That there are food sensitivities that could be altering your blood sugar. And who's taking that into consideration? Well, nobody. Okay, because that's the old model. That I mean, that's the new model. But we're back on the old model. Okay. Well, we have blood sugar. So let's take let's take chromium picolinate. Well, that didn't work. Well, it didn't work because you didn't look at all these other things. Because that's an old model. Okay. And that, and and that's not what we're doing. That's that's medicine for for people who are uh, for different a different population in a different time. So coming in with a model that conflicts with ours, me having to argue with people, me having to debate with people, it takes up valuable time. That person's already come in convinced that they, they know a lot of stuff, that, and they're the expert in that stuff. But And they're very bright people, but unfortunately they're an expert in the wrong model of care. It's not working, that's why they're here. But apply that to you looking online too, and I think you'll find it's valuable. Um, patients being uh, experts on the wrong mission. That's kind of what I just went through, is, um, is people are experts on this supplement or that supplement. They wanna come in here, they, they read one supplement and they start telling me about, Uh, 5-HTP and they start telling me about, uh, you know, SAM-E, I know this, this is what I do every day, we have supplements, we use them for a variety of different things. That person doesn't realize for some reason that hopefully your functional medicine doctor has taken several hundred hours to maybe a couple of thousand hours worth of background on it and should at least understand those extreme basic aspects of what's going on but they probably understand it better than you do if they've actually done what they, they know because they probably have looked into your drugs. They probably have looked into your other supplements. They've probably looked into your gut. There are certain people who have concussions who shouldn't be taking certain things. There's, there's so many variables on that. Um, and if the person is, is just so convinced that they, I, I get it, I get it from some people who are, I, I get it a lot from people who are in the field. Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna mention specific um, professions because, but when they're professional, when they're already professionals in the healthcare field, look, when I go to the dentist and I lay down in a dentist chair, I don't tell him anything. I have have a great dentist. I refer people to him. When he tells me this is what I got, I do it. I have another colleague who we work with uh, medically wise. When I go to him, I'm confident in him. I know what he does. I don't tell him what to do. And I know a lot about a lot of this stuff. But the point is, is, I choose somebody I have confidence in and I do what they tell me. And it seems to work out pretty. And I don't pretend that I know a lot about dentistry other than you need to get infections gone to my patients. And I don't pretend I know a lot about the medical aspects. I know medicines from a perspective of, this is causing problems here, this is interfering with thyroid function. But I, I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not an osteopath. And so when I go to them, I go to them and I count on their expertise for, okay. So what I'm saying is like, and it's just really, now more I'm thinking about is more, almost more for other people. Our people are very bright. We have a big university here. I treat a lot of the teachers from the people who are the head of the engineering department, the head of the physics department. And they kind of come in and they're pretty smart dudes and they've done their research and, but usually they figure out part way through that it's better to just like let that person who knows what they're doing do uh, to do it. Uh, do what they do. So you may, you may just want to apply that to, if you're looking online and your stuff's not working, it may be because you need to seek some help from somebody who has a little bit more wider grasp of the physiology of what's going on there today. Um, you know, the, to, to add to that, I mean, let, let me go back to what I've alluded to a couple of, and this is reinforced, uh, this is reinforced in functional medicine courses all over the country, and there are a lot now. And, that, and that's something you should look into. If you're going to go to a functional medicine doc and make are function, that has some background. I mean, there's great, there's a lot of great courses and they all teach, um, and they all teach a lot of the things that I'm talking about here. Um, let's see, to add to the previous, much of so sure what's online. So, oh yeah, to go back to, I lost my train of thought. So to go back to, a lot of what's online is for people who are patients 100, okay? so. I've been in practice a long time. I've, I've done a lot of different things and I've been in musculoskeletal work. I've been in scoliosis work. I've been in traumatic work. I've testified. I've been a witness. I've I've done diets for, ever since the 1980s. I've done supplements. I've done all that type of stuff. And I've watched the patient population change just in the 40 years that I've been a practitioner, okay? A lot of my older colleagues would say it's longer than that. We're not treating people, we're not treating people who are relaxed anymore. We're not treating, We're we're treating, uh, no we're not treating people who are who have the availability of, of of the simple foods that we have. We we don't have we're not treating people who have Saturday afternoon and Sunday off because all the stores are closed and you can't go and do anything anyway except maybe visit or relax. Things. That's a big change. But the big change has been autoimmune. Autoimmunity has changed every autoimmunity can affect absolutely everything in your it can affect you know, it, it, it tends to affect your thyroid, it affects your gut, it can affect your nervous system. Uh, it, 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 uh, it, can, it, can, it can be part of the cause of certain peripheral neuropathies. Uh, it certainly can cause blood sugar problems. It can attack anything though. I mean, it can attack, it can attack your stomach, and it can attack your left. Once autoimmunity is there, um, it changes the way you have to go after a case. And autoimmunity was basically what created functional? Okay, functional medicine came out of a need to start cr- treating these chronic problems that nobody, these mystery diseases. You, you go to your doctor and and you have you know 27 different symptoms, and those doctors take MRIs, CAT scans, they do all the tests, and the lab tests are normal. That was my colleague, my mentor, Dr. Crossian, that came up with that with that phrase. Why, why do you you know why do you still have thyroid problems when your lab t- on Hashimoto's? And so. That has changed everything. And so this is another obstacle to cure. When people don't realize that they have autoimmunity or they have autoimmunity and they think they can look online, just find a simple, here's the autoimmune protocol. Take this supplement, that supplement, this supplement, that supplement, that supplement. There are probably a small percentage of people that that will work for if you take the right supplements for your particular case. But I, I think another obstacle to cure really is, is, um, is that, uh, that patient needs to realize that things have changed. And that patient really, reali- and, and if I can't get that patient off of the old medical model, which is transferred into the new medical model, of, you know, okay, they gave you a drug for it, I'm gonna give you a nerve for it, then that's usually a uh, that's usually an obstacle too. And the last one I'm gonna go over is, it's just very simple. Um, a lot of what's gotten us into where we are, when we get sick, uh, has been basics, okay, back to basics. And and I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Chinese medicine. In fact, by the time I became aware of Chinese medicine, I'd already been a chiropractor for about seven years. And I started studying it. And had I not been a chiropractor for that long and had I known how to speak Chinese, I probably would've went to China and become one because I would say functional medicine is probably closest to classic Chinese medicine. And and cha- classic Chinese medicine is extremely, extremely comprehensive, It's not just acupuncture. And I did acupuncture for a while too. So. Um, So basically, um, uh, it's about basic. And in Chinese medicine, you know, first thing they do is is they do a long history. Second thing they do is is they do an exam, which is gonna be the next couple of things that we go over, and I wouldn't miss that. I think it varies how much you can get out of the exam and history, Um, especially those of you who are being told all your lab tests are normal, there's nothing wrong with you, okay? And then, and then they go into diet, and then they go into diet, and then they change your diet, and then and then maybe they'll do a cleanse on you. And then and and then and then at that point, maybe they'll talk about starting to do some herb symbols. And they won't even think about doing acupuncture, most of that, until that's under control. That's kind of like a therapeutic order. And, and, and one, so one of the important things is it's, it's back to basics. You're going to have to change certain things. We've talked about how we're gonna talk about oxygen and essential fatty acids and blood sugars as basics to you getting better. Well, for those to happen, you're gonna to have to stop smoking probably. Now, I, I don't exclude people because they smoke, but it's way better if they, if they don't. If they stop smoking, that helps a lot for a variety of reasons that are extremely obvious. Decreases oxygen though to your brain, obviously creates a lot of toxins. We're trying to get toxins out of you. Uh, we talked about the drinking. We talked about people having to stop that. But, you know, one of the biggest ones is certain foods. I mean, people, the biggest problem people have with our very comprehensive, very sophisticated approach is the diet, is getting off of the diet. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some people get off of gluten, they literally have symptoms because some parts of the gluten protein actually sensitize neurons that are Um, that are uh, sensitive to morphine and narcotics and stuff like that. So you get literally get a withdrawal symptom. Others, I mean, it's just just, there's certain foods that just stimulate the areas of your pleasure, areas of your brain. Uh, There's other foods that make you, force you to, that you have what's called leptin, poor leptin responses to. In other words, you're always hungry. And people have to go through that for a little while. So probably one of the biggest things is, is people have to be willing to change. There is going to be a lifestyle change if you want to get better. There are talk, they, there's talk about that online. There's talk about everything I've talked about online, except it's separate here, there, and the other thing. But the unwillingness to change. Again, we have, so these are the obstacles to cure. And I think I have touched on the major, 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 major ones that I see probably 95% of the time. They're probably some that I have forgotten about. Uh, so this is important. You want to know how to get better. Now there's going to be some nuggets in here that are going to help some of you. There's going to be some of you are like, you know, throwing spitballs <laughs> at your at your screen, going, "Wow, this guy's like an idiot." But I'm telling you, these are the basics of how to get better. And if you bypass these, plus the ones we're going to be talking about over the next week or two, you're going to have a hard time getting better at all. And if you get better, you're going to have, you're going to be the person who has to keep doing it over and over and over again because there are things that are Sabbath. So that's obstacles to cure. And that that's going to wrap up this week's presentation. And and um, I'm here to educate you. We're here to try to answer the questions that we've had over the last, you know, six or seven years or eight years or whatever it's been. And, um, and so please do that. So until next week, uh, I hope you... Uh... This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.